<laughs> was... Welcome. Thanks, Cooney. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of the TokenNet Podcast. This is your surprise host, Paula Gatos, Editor-in-Chief. Has not been a podcast for quite some time. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> Didn't you just hey. do a robots interview? I did just do a robots interview. But... This will be the one on the feed right before this, so you'll have just done a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. It still feels weird. Like I haven't, like I said on the Robots podcast, I haven't been on a podcast since November, and it's. I feel still rusty, and I'm very happy that you guys are here to join me to talk about Ninja Sentai Kakurager. Yay! Which makes me so happy. Hi. Um, well, first things first. Who's with me here today? First one is Cooney, who also hasn't been in the podcast. In a while. Hello. Hi, Cooney. It's nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. And we also have Brian, who also hasn't been on the podcast in a while. Hello, there's a recurring theme here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Mixon. Hi, Michael. You've been on a podcast recently. Though. Yes, I have. I've been on pretty recently. Yeah, so so you're the one Broke that the still cycle. remembers how this works. <laughs> kind of. I mean, you talk into the, the ball thing on the tripod. Oh, yeah. I have a snowball, so it's just sort of like a... Anyway. Yeah, one of the '90s Sentai's. Yeah, the Cocker Ranger uh, came out in the ni- mid '90s, so 1994, 1995, and they were its footage was used as the Power Ranger season three footage, and unlike unlike the zoo unlike Zoo Ranger, where it's basically same suits and same monsters, they took bits and pieces. Of Cocker Ranger and adapted it to 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 Power Rangers. So, a lot of for people like me who grew up with Power Rangers, what I'm familiar with Cocker Ranger was namely like the sp- specific monsters. And um, this was the this was the time in season three of Power Rangers where Rita marries Lord Zed, and then you find out Rita has like a dad and a brother, <laughs> and mm. the dad and a brother are. Uh, her brother Rito, so good naming, uh, <laughs> is a uh, junior. Revolto. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, so that means that Repulsa and Revolto are both uh, middle names, not uh, last yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I guess all their last name is Vile because their dad is Master <laughs> Vile. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is really interesting. So we actually for for this part of Cocky Ranger, we're watching um, episodes one through eighteen because. Thankfully, Cocker Ranger's arcs kind of break up well into 18, 18, 18. So we're we're doing the first eighteen. We're gonna have these. We're gonna have two more podcasts about Cocker Ranger after this. Uh, basically, with the same cast, we're doing the same thing that we did with uh, Jetman. So Jetman is also gonna have two episodes after this because we're breaking it down in in thirds. Um, so this was the first eighteen episodes, and in this eighteen episodes, we do meet Junior. Who is Rita Repulso? Well, right? was Revolta. Rita was. Repulso, who he was adapted <laughs> extremely loosely and only so monster form. No, yeah, that's what I was one. I wanted. I mean, super relevant question, but how uh, Kaku Ranger footage heavy was uh, the season three of Power Rangers? Because I don't remember it's, at all. It's a weird story because, like, the last ten of season three become Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, and the uh-huh. Alien Rangers in question are the Kaku Ranger suits. Um, yeah. 
but it this the third season gets really weird with this footage because at first it's Ninja Zord stuff, which is and the Ninja Zords are all like the later end of Kaku Ranger Mecha, the individual sort of animal uh, Mecha. We're yeah, used the, for the Kakure Shogun. Uh huh. Right. Yes. Uh, which allowed for um, all six of those mechs to be used as six different Zords. So Tommy had the Falcon and uh, Kimberly, and then later Cat had the Crane. Um, but then later. The uh, what is Muteki Shogun in Kaku Ranger became the, the the Shogun Zords in the American version, and Tommy was the pilot of the white one, so the yeah. Pink Ranger just didn't have a Shogun Zord. But the toy was pink, which was very annoying because <laughs> <laughs> it's inaccurate. True to that. <laughs> it's very, very annoying. Very convoluted uh, as a child. But then, I mean, what were they? I mean, ju- I mean just to give Power Rangers a rest. <laughs> what were the? What was the cast doing then? The main cast. I mean, because the Alien Rangers were these weird people with the, with the, you know, Alan Rickman Things on style uh, headpieces. Oh, yes. uh, I would imagine having an aggressive contract negotiation about Power Rangers Zio. Is <laughs> 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 it going to turn into kids for ten episodes? I don't know, but boy, does it! Oh, like, that's right. Anything weird with the main rangers in an episode can usually be defined by the producers had an issue with them. I feel like that's every mm-hmm. con story I hear. So that's just true. Well, yeah, I think. in 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 the story, like I. I, co- I completely forgot that they got... That's why we had Alien Rangers. Oh, my God. This is major flashbacks for me now. Um, that's why we got Alien Rangers was because the ki- uh, the the main cast got turned into kids. Oh, yes. that's right. That's why they didn't have their powers anymore. Yeah, and they were sent on a quest to retrieve the pieces of the Zeo crystal. Oh, the Creo crystal, yes. That's which was right. the main sort of MacGuffin of the next show. Like, the last 10 episodes of Power Rangers are really about setting up like blowing up all the old shit and setting up the new <laughs> show. Cause they, they, the I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends with them losing and the command center destroyed. It's crazy. Yeah. That's just how they did it. Cause the next week or like two weeks from then was Power Rangers Zio, uh, yeah. which is O Ranger footage, which right. we'll be getting a release of. It's very exciting. Yeah. yeah that's, that's uh, we basically heard about uh, most, uh, the reason why I want to kind of like this brief talk about Power Rangers because this is I've never seen Cocker Ranger before. Same. And and yeah. And a lot of my early nineties uh exposure to Super Sentai has all been through the suits I've seen through Power Rangers. And so um it was really for me it was really, really interesting to see to really I'm basically the 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 the, the person that Shout Factor wants to market to. You've seen Power Rangers. Now you see what the show is behind Power Rangers. And this is how they come in marketing um, the the DVD sets they have through Shout Factory. Just I'm I'm down with that. I'm totally okay. I I we Michael and I both got the the Cocker Ranger sets. Yes. Um, and watched it the first time that way, which I thought was really cool. And Cooney and Brian, you guys have seen this before, right? You've seen Cocker Ranger before. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. Don't remember when I watched it. It was recently, mm-hmm. about within a year ago or so. Very cool. Um, and could, did you, Kuni, did you watch this while you were growing up? No, 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 it was quite later actually. Uh, the Alien Rangers thing had come first, so that was the first time I had seen footage of Kakaranger. But mm-hmm. um, because I went to a bicultural school, we had access to all the the Terebikun and the TV magazine and all those magazines. People go bonkers of a scans off mm-hmm. and um i had met i had seen all the material of of die ranger of kakaranger and all the the following series um 
after that, but because videos and stuff were really hard to come by, especially if right. you'd have no one that you know living there or coming and going, then yeah, it was very, very bizarre. But I did know what how the story developed. I just mm-hmm. hadn't seen the footage or the, the, the series itself. I had just seen the, the, the big flashy pages with the photos. Right. So Cocker Ranger, I have in my notes here, if you look up anything about it, it's the 18th installment of Super Sentai franchise. And it's basically the 90s modern ninja descendants um, of these, of, a, of I guess, a ninja clan who fought yokai. Yokai meaning uh, demons, kind of. Right? Is that a proper transliteration? Demons? I would Demon, not know that much. Yeah. Yokai, they are, they are not ghosts. They are like otherworldly spirits. They can be ghouls. They yes. Can, it depends a lot on what type of yokai you're talking about. Yeah. That's why I think. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. is that, that's not the really proper alliteration, alliteration for it or transliteration for it. Cause they use so... demon in, in the, in the subs. Ah, okay. okay. Uh, did they? Okay, I'm sorry. I was asking. <laughs> No, they say um, yokai. No. The yokai. They actually yeah. say yokai. That's what I would have so. done as well. It's it's a very unique concept, actually. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I would see it in like, because I have a slight interest in fairy tales and things like that. So sometimes I would see like Japanese, you know, as a kid growing up, I would see like Japanese, uh, I would look at Japanese fairy tale books trans- mm. translated to English and stuff like that. And they would, sometimes they would translate it as demon. But well, it really, uh-huh. you're right. It really does depend on the kind of yokai. But yeah, that, um, that's the that's the thing about yokai. That, that's why they get picked up for Japanese um, uh, shows in general. Yokai is a very idiosyncratic thing about the Japanese folklore, and um, the Japanese just love it. I mean, you have seen recently, or yokai watch was one thing, of course, but that's mm-hmm. a very, very, very simplified, very, very. I don't like to use this word, but just try to bear with me, like a bastardized version of the, of the yokai. But the more, the more, the purer condensed. Uh, let's condensed see, yeah, I thank guess. you, thank you, thank you. That, that's a better word. <laughs> the the <laughs> the purer concept of the yokai is something that the Japanese have known uh, since they were little. It is very much thanks to um, Shigeru Mizuki who created Gegege no Kitaro, which who, is a which is a, it's a manga series that became an anime series. There are movies about it. It's it's a, mm. an institution in Japan. Everybody knows that everybody has seen it when they were a child. And uh, Shigeru Mizuki was, is thanked to have uh, made the concept of the yokai survive. So so uh, the, the, the the passing of time, because the those kinds of things are lost in... I mean, folklore is, you know, passed from generation to generation. Normally there are no files of it. But uh, what, um, what uh, Mizuki did was investigate and adapt every single yokai he could find. Mm-hmm. And now people have the concept of the yokai more than the the story that it originated from is the way that Mizuki portrayed the yokai that people have I this see. image. The 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 ninja yokais had this this um this element in them, but that's mm-hmm. not because they were particularly paying homage to Mizuki, but because it is just so mo- so deeply rooted into the into the Japanese uh, you know folklore subconscious, let's say. I see. I and that's, that's why. And well, this is the first time Super Sentai uh, tried ninjas, at least as I... the main motive. Well, what surprised me when I first started with Kalka Ranger was that um, I didn't know. I, I had nothing. I had no concept of it whatsoever, except that it's ninjas. And 
they were alien rangers. Um, but I I didn't know the story style. I didn't. I knew that there was like apparently an English speaking uh, 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 cast member. Yeah. Um, which we'll I'll talk about in a second because his character is like super touches me in in like <laughs> <laughs> memory places. Um, but uh, the what surprised me the most and amused me the most was the narration style. And um, I have it on my notes here. The, there's a narrator storyteller at the beginning of each episode who kind of is like really just narrates the whole series so far, 1 through 18. Um, and the style that he does is called Rakugo. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So That's correct. Could, correct. Could you, I, have, I see it in my notes. So who is the narrator and can you explain? Mm-hmm. The narrator is an actual Rakugoka. Rakugoka is uh, like karateka. That's the practitioner of Rakugo. The, 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 it's a very ancient Japanese tradition of storytelling. That's the thing. It's a man sitting in front of you. Uh, he The only prop he has is, is uh, his uh, fan. And he tells you stories about uh, daily life, about funny stories. And it's, and, and um, well, you have seen it. It's all about how they tell them. The stories may not be that funny or that exciting or that interesting, but the way they tell them is what, what makes Arakugoka such a, such an appreciated artist. And in this case, uh, the, the, the man narrating Kakuranger is an actual Arakugoka. His name is Sanyute Enjo the first. Uh, the the Daku, yeah, Arakugoka names are actually inherited, like Kabuki names. They're the same. Oh. His his last name is the 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 master from which he learned, and then the first name is his his own identity. Uh, there are times in which they change the name, and there are times in which they inherit the whole name when the master retires. And that's well, yeah, that's a little Rakugo in a nutshell thing. So he he actually and the reason why I brought this up after our Yoka, mm-hmm. a short Ryoka conversation was that he would explain um, each monster of the week like right. this is this this kind of yokai and then this is this kind of yokai and it used so to do this and now it does this because of this for example the way they adapted mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. right and what I found really I really I I love first that he holds up kind of a traditional uh, ukiyo is that correct. The uh, the kyo the, the the feathery thing. Yes. Uh. Uh. Oh no no no. I'm talking about like the art style. The the where he holds up like the picture of the yokai. Ah, the ukiyo-e. And explains ukiyo-e. it. Ukiyo. Okay. That's, I was like ukiyo. <laughs> <laughs> um. And he explains what it is, and I and what he does, and what we used to do. So like you would get I, the first one. The first yokai was the kappa. Mm-hmm. Right. And but his. Modern kappa style is like kind of rockabilly leather jacket, 1950s monster. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think? Because that surprised me. And I know, Kuni, and I'm going to stop. You and I can stop hogging the mic for a second and let Michael and Brian talk. But, um, no, but, no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, it was just so ridiculous. And I remember, I remember you telling me a while back when I mentioned I was going to watch Cockroach Angels is that, it was kind of comic book based. They wanted to give a comic book feel too, so you get that like seventy, like sixties Batman pow. Exactly. I mean, yes. they what Shinohara, the Tamotsu Shinohara, who is the designer of the monsters this time, on well, the most of Sentai uh, from there. Uh, he said that part of his uh, part of what he wanted to do was to adapt yokai 
but as if they were characters in an American comic book. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's really funny. What did Michael? What since you are my like the other newbie for Cocky Rangers? What did you like? What was your first impressions of Cocky Ranger coming in? Uh, boy, the video effects look cheap. Um, sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm an asshole. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I actually, I. It's funny. This is the furthest I've ever gotten into Cocky Ranger because I find like the first six or eight episodes to just be impenetrable um, because it it starts weird and it relies on tropes too early for me. Um, and like, just keeps resetting the board when it needs to for story. Like, uh, the first episode sets up, um, all, uh, you know, Sasuke and, uh, uh, Seikai as, as useless dudes, but by episode two, they're super capable ninjas just because yeah, yeah. the show needs that. Like uh-huh. it just, it's sort of after episode two or three, just sort of takes all the shittiness out of the other guys and puts it all into Seikai just so they can have plots that move. Mm-hmm. It's just like them comically fumbling into doors. Um, but it's, it's funny. It like the show just has that same first core problem I have with most Toei shows now which is by episode 13, like it's cooking. I'm great with this show. Um, but I've had to suffer through like 12 good mm. to mediocre episodes. And there are some good ones in the front, but there are just some weird ones. Um, I like it. I think it's a good show. It's just like, I don't think it should be anybody's first Super Sentai. Yeah, I you agree. Know? That that first mm-hmm. The first part was hard to get through, but it was it was okay for me to go through because I knew how Sentai worked by then. Like, I had enough... Uh, this is actually, even for me, like, my first pre-2000s Sentai, and mm-hmm. probably the one I'm going to complete. And I might, I always say, like, whenever people ask me, like, my first Sentai was Bioman, which is, like, me saying my first thing I've ever seen was Power Rangers. I remember Power Rangers more than I remember Bioman. Mm. Like, because I watched Bioman, and it's like, I was one through four. No, but like Bioman that. itself is is a, is a notable in its... I mean, in between the two classic series. So right. having mm. watched Bioman is like having watched, I don't know. But I was so young when I was one. watching uh-huh. Bioman. I don't even know whether or not I should really like count as like my first Sentai. So technically for me, my first full Sentai, which I had full cognitive, like I knew exactly what I was watching mm-hmm. was a Decker Ranger. And I will always have a, and anything. So I've, I've seen basically all my Sentai has been 2000s. You know, my comic writers have been 2000, so Cocker Ranger is really my first pre-2000s Sentai. But it was easy for me to get through 1 through 12, I guess, 12, 13, um, because I'm like, oh, they need to build the team. They need to introduce the, the story and why they're doing what they're doing and stuff like that. Um, how cute is Tsuruhime, by the way? <laughs> <She's> like... <laughs> Not just cute, but capable. And that's the thing I wanted to appreciate. Yeah, she's capable really capable she's not the dumbest in distress at any time and she just yeah. keeps the order for goofs in, in line yeah she gets yeah. stuck in some like matronly bullshit but generally she's just very like kick-ass and taking care of business for the guys but they know. always like i i do i didn't <laughs> when sekai told surahime that he liked her <laughs> i think no, i forget which episode that was field. And it's just like out of left field, and oh, it, it was the episode. I can't remember the number, but it was the episode where uh, he was trying to 
like the, the monster was just like eating everything mm-hmm. and he had to resist in order to uh <laughs> He had to resist eating a thing in order for the monster to just get fed up and like leap out of his stomach, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole and the only way for him to do that is to make Tsurihime like ninja thing into a ninja hamburger. burger. I believe. Yeah, he turned himself into a, a giant ninja burger. <laughs> the first ninja burger. So now we know that Star Ninja didn't do it first. Yeah, and then. <laughs> And then, like, basically after that episode, his whole I am in love with you, Tsurihime, is, like, just gone. Like, at least, like, yeah. the episodes afterwards. <laughs> it's just done. Like, nobody... Uh. Well, the show just gets weirdly episodic in patches. But that happens... I think that happens to a lot of Sentai in the front because you can't throw out too much of your serialized stuff too early. Um, right. And this show really holds it till... Like it holds it for like a common writer Gaim amount of time. Mm. You're like eleven <laughs> to thirteen in, and you're like, oh, there's a story to this. Cool. <laughs> All right. Start spooling that out a little faster. And then they do. Um Well, Brian, when you first started watching Cocker Ranger, what was your first impressions? It was it? tough. <laughs> yeah, man. It was tough for you too. Um it th- my issue. Is it's it's very it's very stupid. I'm gonna get shit for this, but that's fine. I I have trouble. I have trouble with older shows. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I I'm so used to like the the current standard of effects that going backwards, you have an appreciation for what they had oh, to go man. through. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it off, like we've been saying, the the episodic nature at the beginning doesn't always gel with me. I like serialized shows a whole lot more. And so you're just sitting here going, uh, okay. But like the, the designs and stuff, I always liked back from Alien Rangers. And then, as you were mentioning, just how absolutely absurd the yokai designs were. It's kind of like the one thing that sort of kept me going throughout the show <laughs> and the mm-hmm. hope that it got better, which it did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it took until, um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it for a second. I kind of wanted to, well, since I mentioned Tsurihime, it was a running joke when Tokenet first started because <laughs> Mike Dent is Mike Dent when, when he was working with us. Um, was that I was Tsurihime for the because i was the only for, when we first started token it was the, the uh, seven yeah, of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i would be the she only one rankling me, yeah. was dent ninja man all my love to mike town oh, <laughs> but yeah it was like i was the only girl in that whole team and it was basically just me wrangling all of you guys like okay we gotta get organized you guys yeah, yeah. we gotta do stuff well, then out of nowhere, like Mike, that was just like, "Oh, you're totally Sudhima." I'm like, "I have no idea what that means, but okay." Someday. Until now, and I get Someday. it. And I get it. But and I'm curious. Really... Sorry, I'm curious to see. Hmm. I mean, can you each give me a moment that made you that you have to suffer through of these episodes? Hmm. I mean, it could be a, a trope, it could be a line, it could be a really bad mate montage, but it's something that you know, you you almost could not bear. Brian, what about you? Uh, put me on the That's spot. That's something in particular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that maze um, episode was garbage. Maze one? I can help. Oh, with the with the uh, with the. <laughs> yes, episode five. Okay, okay, elaborate, Michael. Elaborate, please. It's just. I'm like, really curious. I don't know. I'm not big on the kid plots to begin with. The '90s Sentai is polluted with them. 
yeah. thoroughly. Um, but at least like Japanese kid actors are good actors as opposed to like Power Rangers kid actors, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's it's a sitcommy episodic show, and it has just like a running gag about. Uh, I don't even remember which one of their wallets. I think Saizo, their cockroach, I care yeah. least about. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like a funny running gaggy episode that has no. It doesn't do anything, you know. And then the the monsters both survive till the next episode anyway. So it's just, it's just playing for time. Ju- um, by the way, I, just just a parenthesis. Did you recognize any of those uh, people? No. Recognize? No. What do you mean? Just tell me who they are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the human form, the human form of Mokumokuren of the of the eye guy with the coat. Yes, eye guy too. Uh huh. <laughs> that is uh, Mokumokuren. That is the actor that played Dadige in Jetman. Oh, no, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. So just rewatch the episode, having Dadige in mind. And it it's I don't know you enjoy it more really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe I'll have to give it another shot. Sorry, well, just a little thing there. No, I think uh, it's great. Right. It's it's always nice to it's well it's the reason why when I was doing spot the Toko actor a while while back like I love watching like oh hey that dude that was in that okay yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair it's totally fair. Paula, what about was, you? Uh, something you from, just couldn't deal with i i well, effects aren't that big of a deal for me like i for me i actually really like the effects because i was watching it like wow they that that's not bad looking like when they transform the the spiral the doodad graphics look great to me like i think it looks great so well, i think was, all the stock footage looks fantastic i mean yeah. just like the day-to-day episodic stuff is very hit or miss for me yeah. at least um I think what was difficult for me was when I can see that a plot wasn't really going anywhere. And I was like, okay, I could basically turn my brain off and I'm not invested in anybody. So the 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 maze one was, for example, was like, I really didn't, or whatever. Um, the rag episode with uh, Sekai, who oh, yeah. would basically sell his friend's clothes just to hit on a girl. Uh, I was like, all right, I am invested in none of these. Like, Also one nah. of the most 90s monsters ever thrift shopped clothes monster. Yeah, right? <laughs> the most 90s villain. And the yoga has I'll nothing to do with it. The yoga is made of mud and it appears in rice patties. Yep. It's a yeah. rag monster, you know, <laughs> so, so, so. like rag monsters are. <laughs> yeah, like I was more fascinated whenever a yokai would get introduced. Just again, have that that folk tale. Like explain to me the folk tale of this particular yokai who, after I learn what it is, I get its powers, and now I know exactly how they're going to defeat them, and I could just turn my brain off and continue painting my nails. Because that's how I got through those episodes. Was just me painting my nails. No, I mean that, that's the th- that's the thing. I, that's something I, I probably I should have told you before starting. What nineties no, no, no. in general is to it's semi background noise. Mm. You, you it's not game. That that's the thing. If you have yeah. watched game and you're fresh out of game, if you watch this, then you're going to think it's garbage. Yeah, of course you're going yeah. to think it's well, garbage. We also had like kind of. Pre-training when we had to watch Zubat all the way through. <laughs> no, but that, like, that was too much. I mean, bullets I dodged. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was no. too You much. and Brian totally dodged that bullet when we decided that Zubat was going to be the old Toku that we're totally going to get everybody into. And then by the time we were done, we're like, we're never, we're never doing this again. There are literally <laughs> dozens of better options. I know for, for that, but we well, were Zubat young was, and yeah, naive. It was brief. That's what I mean, the, the episode count. What was, was we were counting on? We didn't um, know that it would be just go for Amazon, Kikata, especially now. Well, Actually, yeah, hey, we but should we, we, yeah, we'll do that yeah. next time. But Brian, what about what, which ones did you have trouble with? Oh god, the we were we were talking about about the eating episode, and that entire time I was just having flashbacks to the Power Rangers one because they did pretty much almost the exact same plot oh. with with uh, the Rita's Pita episode, and oh that, that was awful as it was, and so it was like reliving that, except in not my native language. <laughs> and so it was, it was a mess. I will say that was one episode where I liked the effects. I thought the giant Seikai effects were because it's all the like it's the mecha uh, team doing it. So it no, the great. camera work was great actually. In that oh one. yeah, yeah, that was really good. And they started throwing some cool uh, sunset stuff in there, which they started more consistently doing after that, which mm-hmm. looks awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, more please. I think yeah, it basically episodes like there. I mean, I could be wrong at the exact numbers but the 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 lat the, it wasn't until like 13 14 15 that i i was suddenly paying attention and namely mm-hmm. as we started getting um kind of uh that one doctor what was his name Ugami. Uh, professor yugami yeah. yeah dr yugami uh so he is kind of like oh i'm gonna give these like power like mechanical power ups or experimental like stuff to mm-hmm. all these different yokais to fight uh the cocker rangers and he becomes the vehicle to introduce um a much bigger baddie which basically is uh junior who wow totally different from you know because <laughs> <laughs> junior is legit scary yeah to me I mean, like yeah. very mean and very yeah. evil yeah. very very murdery <laughs> oh my god and, cruel and so and stuff. yeah and so it really wasn't until that like that i i'm suddenly peaking my interest and then it got to the mushroom kid episode which i was just devastated i was like oh now i'm paying attention because now i care (laughs) yeah after 14 i was in but it was still like oh that's still only like five episodes you know 14 15 you know all that through 18 i thought we're really strong but Mm -hmm. before that there's just this like weird spat of, of episodic stuff that bothers me um yeah but it's funny yugami first kind of shows up i think in episode 12 which is where the um the beast general fighters just randomly show up <laughs> yeah i thought was really fun <laughs> um right before heading into uh 13 which is that weird coin machine guy right mm-hmm. well anyway. I, this is kind of i think this is kind of the nice thing i like about calcar ranger was that it they do show like they've been training a lot. They just train on their off time. They live in a literal cat bus that also has yes. a food, it's a food truck. <laughs> a crap shop. Crep, yeah, food truck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the cat's also a yokai, so both yokai and kakaranger both use nimpo then? That, that's, that's, no, yeah, I mean, I, I saw your question on the notes. That's completely willy-nilly. Yeah, really I mean, you're going to see that the, the way that they the technical use, because sometimes they <laughs> t- use nimpo, sometimes they use uh, yojutsu. So it's it's not um, 
it's just uh, you know purpose serving. Oh, yeah. I see. So, well, <laughs> eh. well, use what you can. Use the magic and exactly. armor, I guess. Um, <laughs> for good or evil. Uh, but yeah, but so I, I kind of accepted the whole, okay, they're just going to get their powers. They're just going to get them. <laughs> That's it. There wasn't, there, nobody's really, you know, you're not really like training so much for them. Like you don't have a one big episode where just like, well, we were watching as of the recording of this podcast this past yesterday, this past Saturday, 21st. Um, we, this past yesterday. This past yesterday. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I won't. <laughs> um, we were watching the Shout Factory TV had a Die Ranger marathon. Marathon, and I had never seen Die Ranger before either. And so now, during that, they that's really, really, really good. Like introducing your mecha very slowly. We don't get that in Cocker Ranger. No, no. Like at absolutely no. Fucking all, because it was yeah. You said those. They have another set of mechas that are less bulky. Yep. Slightly less bulky. And then they They're just vaguely appear. More yes. And then they, <laughs> you, oh, we had this all along? Yeah, it's How funny did because I think this? a lot of the stuff before that actually is strung out well. Like it takes three episodes for the team to come together, and only in that third episode do the other four get the like scrolls that let them turn into their, exactly. it was needing the original the Beast Generals. Uh-huh. Um, so for the first few, they only had the uh, Red Saruder. Um, which was cool. Uh, I like that kind of slower doling out of the stuff. But then in 12, they're like, oh, uh, there's also the, all these five other guys. Here you go. We got these other guys too. Um, and then it's funny, uh, a few episodes later, they completely change the way that they're interacted with because then they're piloted by the Cockrangers going into them. Uh-huh. So it's like, it, it felt like one of those things where somebody walked up to the writer and was like, okay, we really need to get those other toys in the show like right now. And he's like, oh, um, oh, Okay, I'll just get him in the scene. I'll explain him later. Okay. And then that happened. Well, it was sort of like powering them up. I yes. mean, by 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 possess by merging with them, they are more, they are made more powerful, and that's how they could destroy the, the replica things. Right. Mm. Oh, a, a very very rare uh, uh, outdoors uh, mecha fight. Oh yes. <laughs> What I like. Are they all inherently outdoors with the city. <laughs> anyway, I mean, <laughs> like short, short out. I come on. I, what? I'm gonna help you. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you guys um, if you had a specific favorite episode. Then, and I'm assuming it's gonna be all towards like the end of this little curve. Cur- yeah, 15 tour? and 16, I think might might be strong contenders. Um, for me, it's 15 and 16, mostly 15. Because the uh, the flowery Kunoichi show up. Oh, thank you for bringing them up. Yes, and for for me is like I I started as a power to do you know we're all doing our personal histories this episode I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, but for because it it is sort of intrinsic with these Shout Factory DVDs, especially this couple. Um, it's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers years, and now we have all three of them. Um, so yeah, the two that I think. I and other Ranger fans of my generation have wanted to see the most are Die Ranger and Cocker Ranger. I mean, maybe Die Ranger more. I've seen Die Ranger. I love it. Um, I haven't really dug too deep into Cocker Ranger. I really like it a lot. But one of the things I've always wanted to see are the Flowery Kunoichi. Um, you know, seeing like 56K internet photos of these characters <laughs> that I never saw footage of. I mean, because in season three, they just don't show up. You know, the Cocker Rangers barely show up. 
um, it's all chopped out of order. Um, so it was one of those like holy grails of seeing that footage, mm. and it's cool how the show only gives you like within this first eighteen that we we did. There's only two episodes with them, and they show up again in episode twenty. I looked ahead, um, and they're in the show for a good chunk of the rest of it. Uh, yeah. So it's nice that we got just like a little little bit of the Kunoichi to go, hey, they're here. <laughs> you get to watch <laughs> them for real. Um, Look at and these Just that part gals. was very, yeah, it was just, <laughs> like that episode was very exciting. And the action in 15 and 16 is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's yeah. two really strong episodes in a row. It's a great two-parter. Um, and it's where the show just is like at its peak for, out of these 18. And it just keeps... Maybe not peak, but like it hits just a great point and then keeps building from there. Because 18's great, um, very sad, very affecting. Um, 17's kind of fun, but the lady's great. Yeah, the uh, whatchamacallit, the, the Koichi episodes in particular, what I really liked about them because they they turned it. And I mentioned this in my notes, but they turned into fluffy cats <laughs> when they fail. It's like Junior's like, all right, I'm just going to play this piano. You guys can give me your excuses. I'll give you another chance. But first, fluffy cats. <laughs> like, they turn into just fluffy-ass cats. And it's fantastic. And basically, I I love their designs. I love that they're all a female badass team. I love that they actually did a really, really good plan in splitting up the Kaku Rangers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, those, that, those episodes were the first time. It's like, oh, I'm paying attention now. Because stakes are high. They might actually lose, even though I know they won't lose because they're the heroes. But it feels like they might actually lose. Like, this this might be a challenge. Like, any all the other ones beforehand, you knew that they were going to win. And it wasn't that much of a challenge, really. This was the first time I actually felt yeah, like the, it was they, a challenge. They, yeah, they, uh-huh. um, And stuff like that. So, these the, the Koichi themselves are makes me really happy, just in general. And then they turn to Fluffy Cats, and now they're just my favorite thing in the world. Um, Brian, did you... was. Do you agree? Is that what your favorite episode is, or do you have another one? I I have to copy everyone else. <laughs> I love two parters. Two parters are my thing because I just love the fact that like whatever happens on one episode will carry over to the next episode. It kind of makes it into like an almost an hour long, but you know commercials and all that jazz. But right. it there's a lot more to invest in. Mm-hmm. And like we've pointed out, that the action that scene was incredible. It introduces. The uh, Hana Rangers, as a lot of people call them, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the it it's great, and those are perfect examples of what the show is capable of when it's at its peak, mm. which, in my opinion, anyway, happens a lot after that pack. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of good episodes to come for you guys. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll why say I that, much, that back but... pretty quickly. Yeah, I figured I was wrong. It's some good stuff. <laughs> It can only get better. <laughs> Cooney is the same way, then. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I did enjoy the the the, <clears throat> the journey there, but it's uh, because of uh, context, as I say. It's always context. Mm-hmm. It's always background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's enjoying, for example, how they adapted the yokai and its characteristics into this westernized uh, weird thing. I also enjoy like it's the camera work, the cuts, the the the, the in, in general. I mean, grainy grainy filmed Sentai is the best thing that you can give me. 
Mm. And it's just oh, yes. a lot of that, a lot of that one after the other. So I, I really cannot um, complain. I mean, for example, the fact that they made a Konakiji a clowny, dolly kind of thing, or that they made Tengu a, a sort of cowboy thing, things like that. But oh, yeah, but Tengu I, was a cowboy. I, so, yeah, I mean, sort of like, like a hillbilly because he has wearing jeans. He he didn't have a, any shirt on, but he had a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what mm-hmm. I liked too is, but when you're talking about yokai, was that uh, how the narrator knows all the yokai that appears in the episode. But when we get to Junior, he's like, "I have no idea who this dude is." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. What I, well, what I liked about that was because it's it made Junior feel so bad and so big, like a threat. That yeah. yeah, like a threat that even the narrator, who's supposed to know the entire freaking show, has no idea who this guy is. So in I'm like, whoa. That- so, yeah, the way the announcer sort of plays with the fourth wall is really interesting throughout the show. They sort of do it in different ways. Like the, the creepy doll guy episode, he interacts with the set Rod Serling style. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, I can't remember which episode it was where the the set he's been on for a while is destroyed and then like walls get thrown up and he is in a different place the next <laughs> week. So the sort of ongoing troubles of the narrator are, there's like another bit of enjoyment for the show too mm-hmm. and something that had not been done well had had not been done and has not been done at all yeah again it's, it's a really so this is unique yeah fast. unique to Very Kakarini, unique, right yeah. okay that, yeah I, i'm like do they do no other narrator i can think of in this in the least in the 2000s like has ever broken fourth wall really or or a i never even see them like mm-hmm. yeah you don't even see them <laughs> By the way, so, did, did, yeah. did you uh, recognize any of the Kunoichi? No. Well, not it depends all. if you have watched the series or not. But Sakura, well, the pink one, mm-hmm. is uh, five yellow. What? Yep. Ah. My favorite. Oh, my God. Well, it's funny. I saw um, White Swan from Jetman as the reporter the in reporter. episode nine yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> And Gurai, Dragon Ranger, and yes, he's Pegasus. the samurai guy. He's yes, a samurai yes. guy in the what yokai was it? Oh, the the yeah, your favorite, the... Michael. <laughs> yes, in the same episode. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, which one? The um, what was the? I know there was the episode where. See, my favorite episode, I I think, well, aside from the the Koichi one, is is probably the where Jiraiya discovers Japanese TV. Yeah, that's that would be yeah. That's that one. That's, that's that one, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I only I only say it's technically my favorite of this bit because I can't say Koichi, and and you know I think eighteen with Zashi Warashi, Zashi Ki Warashi, is too sad. So those are like those would be like my one and two, but three is episode nine, namely just because, and yeah, I get to talk about this because Jiraiya really does hold. A special place in my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell Pe- us about that. Specifically because he's Asian American. And he's Asian American in the way I'm hella Asian American. Like, if you, I remember basically if Jiraiya, Jiraiya was supposed to be 20 years old in the show. So I'm assuming he's either like, at, he is actually 20 or just like older, around that age, older or younger. And I remember whenever I would go back to the Philippines, I was born there. I grew up here in L.A., and I would go back to the Philippines to visit my family because I was American born. I speak English properly, I guess, quote unquote. 
Uh, and But I can still understand Tagalog and I can still kind of speak Tagalog. But I have a very heavy American accent when I do. They're just like, oh my god, we should make you like go, you should try out for like Filipino MTV or all these things. And you could just stay here and live here and it'll be great. You'll be like such a star just because you're American. And I'm like, no. There's no way. Because watching Jediah, like, first they made him like his introduction was he was in a fucking cowboy suit and rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. Like, like costume from some cheap show. Yeah. Yeah, you, just to show that he's actually American. <laughs> no real American would fucking do that. <laughs> First of yeah. all, and second of all, like I've I've I barely I'm a little bit more engaging when it comes to talking about like my Asian American experience, like on Twitter. I mentioned it on Twitter, but going back home, whenever I would get something like you know, I would kind of get insulted. Sometimes, just because I'm Asian, I would get the whole, oh, you should just go back to Asia or some bullshit like that, right? To to tell an Asian American person that is kind of still really dumb. Because even in Asia, when we do go visit our family or go back to where our parents came from or emigrated from or whatever, like, we stick out, like, a sore thumb. Like, if even, even in my, like, jeans and, like, a t-shirt and stuff like that, I'm immediately spotted. And so to even put Jiraiya in that outfit, I'm like, no. No, that's, that's not... something that I could relate to as well as a biracial person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, you stick out so much, and I, I, and the he makes, he speaks English almost exclusively, uh, for like the first half, and then he speaks very accented Japanese, and I'm just like, oh, I just relate to how badly he sticks out so much. Like it's almost like painful. For me, like, the, oh my the, god, that was me. To be honest, and well, I mean, Ramirez was not biracial, so it's a bit different in the context, but right. I think he, the, the the script is more respectful of that than with Ramirez. Because mm. Ramirez, as we said, uh, and I want Michael to do his impression of Ramirez when he's brave in, please. I refuse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I won't do no. it. He's not gonna. <laughs> well, there's the, no. somewhere, so, somewhere in the, in the old uh, podcast archive, you can, you can look for it. Uh, Good luck. And it's a very, very artificial English. The one that they have this native speaker speak. And I think Mm -hmm. they let Jiraiya just use his natural accent. And and his Mm -hmm. Japanese is not that bad, to be honest. No, it's not. It's Mm. not. Um, It's better than mine. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely better than mine. And I, but I also remember like, Whenever I would talk to my family in Tagalog, and I could still speak Tagalog, it's like sometimes I have to process it first in mm-hmm. English and translate it to Tagalog, so you get that kind of like bilingual feeling. Um, I sound like Jiraiya. I, I completely relate to that. And the reason why episode nine was kind of like kind of my favorite, because I remember when I was like really fascinated and reconnecting with Filipino entertainment before I realized like how. I kind of have a tumultuous relationship with it. But, like, I would watch, like, Filipino variety shows and act it out. And I remember being, as a kid, you know, after I went back home when I was 12, and then I went back home when I was around 2021, 20, and then I went back home again mid-20s also. So it was, like, you know, those big moments of my life, kind of. Like, as a kid, I remember, you know, acting out variety shows, acting out, like, traditional Filipino dramas, just, like, playing around with my cousins mm. and stuff like that. And so... You know, I really fell I re I re fell in love with Darno, which is kind of like Filipino Wonder Woman, and so I that when Jiraiya was uh, 
acting out, you know, traditional samurai, samurai movies and TV then, yeah. Sh- yeah, movies and TV shows. I'm like that. Yeah, I get it. I get you. And I like how he stays consistent in that he helps yokai who aren't that bad. Because we got it his introduction. Yeah. Because like the the taxi the taxi driver yokai was not that bad. No, he, he was, was that, he was just Michael was, Douglas in in what's it what's it <laughs> falling right? up falling yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh, what a weird <laughs> had a very <laughs> bad day. <laughs> just, yeah, he just had a really bad day, and people are just genuinely awful sometimes. They're yeah, totally exactly. justified, and so That's and then Jedi. Yeah, and so in Jiraiya, again, in episode 18 later on with, um, you know, Kinokuku. Yeah, then he's the one helping him out. Like, he became, you know, Zashiwarashi's big brother or whatever. Yeah. And it's really sweet, and it's heart. it was, like, heartbreaking to watch. But I like that consistency in Jiraiya's character. While everybody else is just like, why are you helping out that yokai? It's just a weird American feeling I have. Like, no, 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 no. He's actually awful. Like, I mean, this like what we did to him was actually awful. We can't, we can't write all yokai off. And I'm glad that Jedi gets to be that differentiating voice. You know, I appreciate that. I'm like, yes, Asian American man, I relate to you a lot. Mm -hmm. We're getting to close to an hour, which is really good. Um. But I wanted to ask you, like, as we're kind of, like, thinking about favorite episodes and stuff like that, do you guys have, like, a favorite character throughout this first core? Like, mine is obviously Jiraiya. I could talk about Jiraiya for days. I and wanted so- to segue from that, just point out how bad teamwork and how self-serving and lazy and stupid this particular team are, excepting Tsuruhime and, and uh, Sasuke at moments. Mm-hmm. But Saizo and Seikai, Terrible. Those two, yeah, I mean, they suck. <laughs> Basically. I mean, their elders call it out day one. They're like, guys, you, you suck pretty hard. Try and suck less. <laughs> You're kind of Here's the worst. Door and changer. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Wash your damn face. Bye. It was shameful. I would be ashamed if I were the... the if those were your grandkids? Yeah. It's it's to that that uh, very nineties point because they're they're slacker kids, you know. They're, they're all in like grungy plaid <laughs> bullshit. Like it's just it's a very nineties show. The fashion, um, the fashion is something. The fashion, oh, the fashion's the greatest thing. Yeah, it, 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 gets, it gets better as it goes too. It's no the summer the summer attires are the best. I mean, Sasuke's attire <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. Yeah, it's like a oh. kick in the bollocks. It's no no no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's man. like it's, it's this so Conqueror, much denim. You know, this is Conqueror Ranger show, like this show in particular that I really want to you know those like Disney bound outfit inspired by like certain fandoms and stuff like that I really want to do a Conqueror Ranger one specifically for Suhurime because that girl has so much red plaid <laughs> and on her head oh, yeah. that I'm just like ooh ooh girl we need to hang out <laughs> Like, <laughs> you can go bandana shopping together. Oh, for real. Her and Sasuke. So much headscarf action. Oh, my lord. Yeah, but I really would like to do like an updated, maybe for Morphicon down the line. I will totally wear like kind of a, what would Tsuruhime <laughs> look like? What would, what would Tsuruhime look like? Yeah. Podcast. What would she wear? What would she wear if she were like now? What would the Tsuruhime now look like? She would I, wear her ninja outfit. We've seen her do it recently. She, <laughs> she, was like an, no, she was in active duty at that time. What would she do casually? Yes, okay? she was. She showed up in all her ninja stuff. Yeah. Uh, she was like, hey, I'm a ninja. 
Yeah. <laughs> she can have like. She know. didn't go yeah. Usually nobody does. That's just me. <laughs> it's incredible how 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 little the 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 actress aged though. Yeah, I was very. Well, she's an ageless super ninja. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a favorite character? Like Brian, what would be your favorite character so far? Um. Just from these 18, do you have like either a yokai or one of the Kaku Rangers? It, it was throughout <laughs> most of the show is generally Sasuke. Uh, uh, though Jirai and Tsuruhime are both great too, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other two are pretty garbage. Though <laughs> N- Ninja Man's pretty great when he shows up. but <laughs> uh, I can't wait. We'll get there. <laughs> does, Sandy, does Sandayu ever matter? <laughs> the mentor seeming Sandayu? weirdo. Yeah, I, the I, problem is I'm that definitely he... pronouncing. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just going to spoil it. So no, let's just. Well, I mean, we don't yeah, know no, what spoiled. what his function is besides just yeah laughing his ass off and telling them cryptic clues. Being a dick is just his. He ju- pissed like, me hey, off a lot. Not gonna lie, <laughs> you're having a bad time. I'm not gonna help with that. Peace. Not even the dungeon master was such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like Sandayu was like he was looking after Suri, like he was kind of suiting him as like, how do you? I don't want to say sucks at his job and it's yeah. Rough. Let's move on. He kind of he's, he's there to kind of advise Surihime, but then he's just like I I don't I don't care. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> he's drunk. It all makes the time. it uh-huh. honestly. It makes me remember like, speaking about like. Like, the cat bus is a more valuable character. I agree. And the, but it, <laughs> cat, bus, you cat bus is my favorite character. I should have said that. That was my that you reminds me of, like... Um, yeah, Nakamura this, is the MVP. Sorry. When, I, when I was growing up in the Philippines, we would have uh, people who would help us out of the house and stuff like that. And we had one guy who just kind of worked for my grandma. And even though, like, he helped my grandma out, he, like, drove her around for a while and, and you know, just helped out around the house. He was kind of like our in-home handyman. Uh, he was like the grumpiest man I knew, and <laughs> like something rem- like reminds me of him so much. Like I would come up to him and ask him for any for any help or whatever, but he was just like, I don't, I don't really want to help you. Like I work for your grandma, I don't no, work for face. you. Like, I don't really want to do. And it, I'm just but... like, Tito, please, <laughs> yeah, like no. help me out, Manong, please. And they're just like, and they're like, all right, fine, I'll give you words. Was it, I'll, was I'll it, take you to was work. Was it like Consuela? No. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But he was really nice. I mean, and you would Manong is kind of like an endear, like a ojichan or an endearing term to someone who's like who, who isn't necessarily related to you, but who's much much older than you, something like that. And so, like you know, it's a little Filipino culture aside. But Sunday reminds me of that guy growing up. I'm like, he's there. He's supposed to help, but he doesn't really help. But he's helps when he can. All right. Do you have a favorite character, Michael? No. Yeah. No? Um, it's it's but in in the Kaku Ranger team, I think it's a, a tie between Jiraiya and Tsuruhime mm. because they're the most competent. Of, I'm I'm a guy who likes competent characters. I think that's clear. <laughs> there are really only two options in this show. <laughs> uh, Sasuke's not bad. He got better. Yeah, but they can't decide if he's like a practical joker or um, capable. You know, they shove him in yeah, a couple true. of baby carriages, and I really stop giving a shit. Oh god, that was me. that was such a weird episode. I like, you want to talk about weird episode? That's a weird fucking yeah. episode. Go ahead, sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, just I was just gonna say in general. I think you can all tell I'm not a guy with a, a high tolerance for hijinks. 
Um, <laughs> no, the so, more the more, to be. No. I mean, I, I listen. Remember my words. The more nineteen <laughs> Zenta you watch, the more you're going to like all this weirdness. Okay, I promise. That's you that. the hope. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, we get to, hopefully, we get to find out. I'd love to have DVDs of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's the here's what's the hope. Kuni, do you have a favorite character? It's between, like in this beginning. Part? Yeah. I mean, I I, I I do appreciate uh, Saizu and Sekai even with the. I mean, like that that episode with with Sekai, you know, putting uh, cotton balls in his in his cheeks so he looks quote-unquote fat Aww. so i appreciate that kind of stupid comedy to be honest mm. uh, uh saizo and having uh, saizo having that little carvis cut up by the yokai 30 <laughs> minutes after buying it you gotta trap a roof off of a car at least once a year <laughs> yeah. it's just a great it's like classic 90 cents exactly that's the kind of thing i i know it's it's like like a trope like stock stuff but I pre- it's, mm-hmm. it's oh, always but it's appreciated. Great. It's always appreciated. It's it's I I miss it. Really, I miss it. I miss that and sparks. Actual sparks, not CG sparks. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. something that needs to come back because it's not the same. It's just not the same. But Sometimes as, I appreciate mm-hmm. finding the seeing like the little wire that would like make those sparks. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes oh, when they thing. when they yeah. jump back, you can see the wire coming. I'm like, oh, those are real. The exactly. patches are really obvious uh, uh-huh, in exactly. this show too, and it's cool. And like the in biggest... the Kunoichi two-parter when Jiraiya gets hit, you're like, damn, he's got a lot of patches on. He's going down. And that's completely acceptable. That, that I mean, we want more of that. That's the thing. But oh, yeah. I want more of the practical. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, overall, I think the best would be Sasuke and Jiraiya in that order. And I mm-hmm. say it in that order because that I think that is how you treat a red-centric show without being unbalanced. Episodes for uh, fifteen and sixteen were uh, about Sasuke, about he him suffering for his team and he fighting all by himself to to free them. Mm-hmm. And I think it was well balanced. Every everybody, every, you didn't feel the other characters were out uh, overshadowed. As we mm-hmm. said, the the, the 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 writing was tight. The action was amazing. We got uh, a new. Arc well, a new arc in the sense that there is a new threat and there is a new, le- uh, you know, a threat level because the, mm-hmm. the, the the guy's more dangerous. You have the kunoichi, and about the kunoichi, for example, I really appreciate that uh, very rare tier that you see in 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 the villain hierarchy because you have grunts, you have monsters, then you have things like the kunoichi, and then the execs and the big bad. And you don't normally mm-hmm. see that little mid-level thing that is very flexible in the sense that you can not introduce a monster and just just use them mm-hmm. to yeah. hold the, the the you know the the villain uh, an extra badass tier exactly Stir spare uh-huh. tier of badasses send them out. <laughs> That's something that we should we should have more as well instead of just oh, yeah. just the monster, which is the norm now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really do appreciate that kind of like mid-level kind of like people that you you have to they're still formidable but they're not the mm-hmm. big bad like the gamma superior in 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 ghost because those those mm. those yeah, <laughs> go downgraded yeah. badly <laughs> after Jabel, <laughs> they were just yet. like like you know like like those darker potty patrol men oh yeah <laughs> that's a pull yeah. um 
Sorry, I'm since I've I've saw since I saw Die Ranger and Cocky Ranger nearby, I almost wanted to mention Lip Syncer. I'm like, nope, that's the wrong one. Yep, that's, different that's, show. That's sadly. a different show. Um, we'll probably talk about <laughs> Great that. Great monster. Though. Yeah, we'll talk about that probably next year because um, we're definitely filled up with yeah all our our our, our podcast cores is. Our breakdowns are pretty cool, but we have Jetmine going, we have Cocker Ranger going, which is really great. Um, and I'm glad that Michael and I are the newbies, and then you and oh, Brian yes. have have seen this before. And is there something that we should be really looking forward to? Don't spoil. I mean, don't spoil, but or do I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're all professionals here. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. Um, Twenty year old. I'm spoilers, not going to say anything in particular. <laughs> Uh, mm. There's a lot of cool stuff happening between multiple different characters. Like a lot of them have their own individual stories uh, that sort of branch out in the cool kind of about the middle of the show. Okay, uh, that I find pretty fascinating, and the villains are pretty great too. So, so basically, our, our feeling cool of stuff of only it'll only get better from here. Yeah, awesome. there's there's definitely a couple duds. Here and there, but there's, I mean, there's always going to be duds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for a majority of it, uh, the remainder of the show is pretty solid, at least okay. in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah, the characters my... once Daimao comes into into play things, I mean, the the stakes go higher and higher. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that yeah, that's yeah. a very well uh, dosified uh, tension. It starts with the, with the play with well with the goofy yokai, then you start with Junior. Then June, the thing is, gets worse with with um, Nue, for example, and then Daimao, and then da 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 da, and then yeah, it's a very good uh, pace in which the stakes mm-hmm. getting higher and higher. Yeah, hmm. I guess my final question should be like, how excited should I be for Ninja Man? <laughs> very. Okay. <laughs> he's pretty cool. He's great. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a very. I mean, he's even goofier, but you you see. Well, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, we we saw how goofy he was in Power Rangers, right? It's like, a was, very different think, kind of character. I, th- I think he's more fun in Cocker Ranger. Oh, yeah? yeah, he doesn't sound like Dudley Do Right, so it's already an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I get it. I mean, I love Dudley Do Right. He's always, always he's always good. Um. So yeah. So. Any final thoughts that you guys wanted to chime in? That I know I kind of hogged the mic quite a bit today. I'm too excited to be back on. <laughs> Amazing theme tune. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, the music. We have yes. to talk about the music. So yes. good. So good. Is there anything like specific? Like, is there is there anything special about like who created the theme song? Because well, that the theme, theme song is catchy. Song, uh, yeah, I mean, to start with, it was sung by a guy named Tu Chi Chen. Eh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, uh, let me just see. Well, the, the, it was composed and written by people that not normally uh, do Sentai stuff. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just reading reading and translating, so please bear with me. Oh, you did that the best. Yes, for example, the fact that it's not, the, the name of the song is not the name of the series. The name of the song is Secret Kakaranger, actually. And okay. I don't know if you have seen the translation of those lyrics. The, 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 even though the song is so cool... Mm-hmm. The lyrics are just real bad. Guy on a date, and then like a ninja runs by, and that's the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> but but that what the beautiful thing is that in the second part of the song, it makes fun of itself because uh, I want to. I want the, the song goes like I want you to show me how to do it, and I'll become your 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 assistant. 
and then you go Dakara Nananja, and the Dakara Nananja is a really, a really typical way to say what the fuck are you talking about? So, I mean, nanja. Uh, oh, Nanja Nanja. Dakara Nanja. Uh, so what? 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 What do you mean? What's your problem? Kind of uh-huh. thing. So it's a very uh, particular way in which the song makes one of itself, actually. So if you can find the translation of the song, I think you're going to enjoy it uh, uh, further. Well, they have the they have a translation. Um, yeah, they're set. It's really the, good. Uh, yeah. I heard the nanja part, and usually that's when I'm like, when they're going, "What? What's going on?" That's how I like. That's how I interpret it. But that Eurobeat really kind funny. of arrangement is done on purpose. It's to remind people of the eighties. So uh, the the yokai the yokai themselves are the design is it's like mm, how to put it I mean would it's you consider the fashion of the yokais to be nineties or eighties because I I find it more eighties than nineties the yokai in, in specific well you said they wanted to be adapted for it feels like glam nineties so mm-hmm. you know the more eighties or instincts of the nineties you know because mm. it's very it feels very clowny it feels um. There's definitely a, co- a comedy vibe, you know, big colors, at least in these opening, with these opening guys, you know, once Junior shows up, they start getting a bit more serious in terms of design, but they do feel very, you know, from from the gaudier 80s instincts of yeah. design, I would say. Yeah. But I'm just some guy on a podcast. <laughs> well, no. we talked about how they're supposed to be adapt- like yokai, which is kind of like an odd and weird design anyway in terms of how they're depicted um and taking that and plus making them more comic booky which i'm guessing why we get the bright colors and um over the top representations of god knows what uh you know that's what i think again also me person on a podcast just my opinion the ending is also a jewel oh the ending of cockroach yeah so, sorry it's just <laughs> very excited um, okay <clears throat> So good. There's something to look forward to. Really yes, excited. Yes, yes, yes. Yay. And um, I just want to say this yes. once, and this is just a dude, you know? Of course. Detoxify myself. <laughs> Having watched Kaku Ranger just uh, made me understand all the problems with Ninja. Like ah. further and further, in spite of all the time that has had passed. Yep. How Kaku Ranger holds up so much better than me, yep. which I cannot believe it. I, I was really, uh, as I was watching the show, I was very consciously like, okay, you got to make sure you don't go on another Neninja rant on the Tokenet podcast, because I have <laughs> recently, and this show makes it so damn hard, man. It's like once, even when the general fighters show up, I'm like, wow, these guys have stayed gymnastic for more than two episodes, unlike the, the red Neninja Mac. Ooh. Oh, oh you know, yeah. Aka Jumper, whatever the fuck its name was. Oh. <laughs> Ninin Jeff, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) I need that to be a thing. I just like Ninin Jeff. It's okay. It's true. I don't like cursing on this thing, but damn, Ninja makes it so hard. I mean, I dropped it because I'm a person who honestly believes if you're not enjoying what you're watching, stop watching it. See, I watch it so I can finish it and speak from a place of authority. Because I wanted to watch it weekly. I like to stay current with the weekly. Well, yes, that's. Thank you for doing that. Well, and now I can say from experience of watching the whole thing as it aired, God, that show fucking blew. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, it's funny. It brings, that brings this up. Um, Cocker Ranger is a punishing show to marathon. Yes. It's, it's very clearly written for yeah, a weekly yeah, 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 audience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so watching more than 
because I was watching it in like four or five episode chunks. And when you get past episode three, sort of like, ooh, oh boy. Um, but l- the later bit of the run, as we've talked about a few times now, uh, mm-hmm. made that it was much more marathonable. That's not a word. Let's go with it. Yeah. No, I, I, I oh, totally. Agree. We'll kind of bring that back when we're Let's talking about how when Cooney asked how what was the difficulties of watching it, like the this first part. It was that it was made we because it hated me. That was the <laughs> well. It wanted me dead. <laughs> um, it almost stabbed you at one point, but yeah, it sent but Kunoichi ladies after me. They were very adorable cats. It was confusing. <laughs> they knew how to get you. Get your guard down. Get the yeah, um, but yeah, cats. but because we were able to watch it, we don't have to wait a week to get to the next part. Which I would, I think, when you're talking about Sasuke suddenly being competent, like you would expect, well, like in a week, that he probably figured his shit out. But it's from episode one to episode two. Like, they, well, there's they really also threw the talent on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in my defense, the show very clearly went, "Oh, we need Red to be able to do stuff." Fuck. Yeah. Also, it's it's just funny how in those early episodes, like toys just show up out of nowhere, mm. like the shark cycles. I think I don't know what they're called in the show. The Power Rangers call them shark cycles. Sorry, it's fine. Fans who were screaming, they it's exist. Something along those lines. They're very mad. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a point of reference. It's allowed. I'll allow it. Editor in chief allows it. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> y'all can like yell at me later on. Um, no, it's okay. I meant the um, audience, but yeah, I think it's it's really good. Something <clears throat> something to look forward to now that we have the rest of it and really and they announced cocker ranger basically shout factory tv announced cocker ranger um even though we're all speculating it because we figured they were going to do all the the mighty Morphin ones um but the first time they had the super sentai spectacular um with zoo ranger they streamed it first seven episodes i think um they had like these commercial breaks and one of the commercial breaks was them announcing cocker ranger which is fantastic and this time again, when they did the Die Ranger Super Sentai Spectacular, they did the same thing with O-Ranger. So we're really lucky, I guess, I'm to great. have this In story. less than five years, we could have a Time Ranger DVD set. Yeah. So. Right? So Shortly after that, we'd have a Decker Ranger set. Let's hope that the right ears are listening. Yeah. <sighs> I hope so. It's because... It's you know, I think if they once they sell like 10 of these sets, we can make a real argument for, hey, give us Jetman. Yeah. Right, you yeah. know, because like I really want Jetman. Like all this '90s stuff is cool. All the stuff that got turned into Power Rangers is, is cool. Like, give me Go Ranger. Give me uh, a Battle Fever J. Give mm-hmm. me uh, Jetman. Like I, yeah. I want to pay you money for that stuff. Let's right. talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But we gotta get, we gotta get to a significant. We have to show that we exist and we will buy this stuff. Right. Right. For that to happen. Right. And we're we're being given that chance, and, and it's significant. I mean, I get to pop Cocker Ranger DVDs. Into my, I, I go on this rant every time we talk about one of these Shout Factory releases because I, I really do feel this way. Like I get to watch Cocker Ranger in my home without having to steal it. I get to pay somebody legal tender to get that. People thing. are having jobs because of these hey. things, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's let's keep it up. Yep. So, dear <laughs> listeners, you more. have heard it. Shout Factory is not paying us shit for this. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not sponsored at all. This is purely out of, of selfishness. And within 10 years, I can watch Go Busters. <laughs> we're going to get Go Busters. <laughs> that would be Just something. all the we weird shows. If we don't, I riot. <laughs> I'm the guy who likes Bokenger. I want a Bokenger DVD. Let's do this thing. Yeah. 
I'm going all the way. So yeah, so let's, people, let's get all the you shout and me, factory. Shout factory. You and me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that um, just so to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much again for listening to the Tokenet podcast. Thank you. Uh, My bizarre ramblings. Thank you. It's fine, Michael. We really appreciate your bizarre ramblings. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that we could. We're, we'll do another. Like I said before, we're gonna have two more Cocker Ranger watches. Uh, the next uh, half will be like the next 18. So we got 19 through whatever 18 afterward is because I can't do that. 36, I think. Thank you. And then the the last chunk will be um, I, th- I believe it's 37 through 53 because there are 53 episodes, which is crazy, by the way. Yeah, doing 53 weeks of television. That's mm-hmm. that's lethal. Yeah. That's... That'll kill some people. That's just <laughs> impressive. It's a marathon. Yep. You know? <laughs> making 22 weeks of television, you know, American TV is 13 to 22 episodes. Like making that many weeks of TV is a crusher. Mm-hmm. So. 52. Man, 53. 53. Yep. That's more than, that's more weeks than there are in a year. Yep. Yep. So. Not for nothing. Yep. So yeah, so something that to look forward to. So we have two more episodes with this team watching Cocker Ranger. Uh, super looking forward to it. So thank yes. you, Michael. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, Cooney. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for See thing. you This has been another episode of the Tokenet Podcast, the official podcast of the Tokusatsu Network. You can find the podcast on both iTunes and Stitcher. We like hearing feedback, so please feel free to rate and review us. We are on all types of social media, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And don't forget to subscribe to the Tokusatsu Network YouTube channel. You'll find a bunch of interviews with Tokusatsu actors and press fit coverage with much more to come. And if you feel like kicking a few dollars away, please hit the donate button on our front page. Even a dollar helps with stuff like paying for parking at conventions or press events. Thank you for listening.